this whole pandemic pandemonium is about <clears throat> control. The powers that be. They're never going to let this thing go. And we as people, the government, we are the government. In a democracy, in Western democracy, it is allegedly elected representation. We elect people to represent the wishes of our society. And those people that we elect form our government. The government isn't this agency and body that sit up there on some fucking ivory tower and command with the omnipotence of their fucking wisdom. They're a bunch of dildos in a fucking pantsuit, you know? Bunch of fucking dummies in a fucking suit and tie and they're fucking loafers, you know, that every lunch hour pull their pants down to their fucking ankles in some mahogany wood bathroom stall to take a shit. Shitting out the $35 lunch that they bought at some ritzy titsy restaurant on our tax dollar. These dildo ignoramuses don't know a damn thing. Fuck them. Suck my fucking dick. You know what I mean? That's what the government is. A bunch of dildo nobodies that are hell-bent on control to the end of time. Masks indefinitely. One mask. No, make that two masks. Better yet, three masks. Four-ply, please. Fuck it. Why don't I just rip my face off and sew on a fucking cushion? It's redonkulous. The newest thing that um, they're holding over our heads with control, COVID vaccination passports, certificates, certificates and passports to guarantee, I don't know, um, exclaim that you've been vaccinated. Despite all the fucking media um, coverage of, you know, teenagers getting vaccinated or having heart palpitations, AstraZeneca vaccination, people are getting blood clots, all these problems are arising, a few people have died from vaccinations, now they're saying it's safe to mix vaccinations, how do we know any of this? If you date back to the beginning of the pandemic, they said that a vaccination was 20 to 24 months away. They banged one out in like 9, 10 months. There's all this junk science and um, hypotheses, hypotheses floating around out there that don't mean a dildo damn thing. Mona Kita. My Spanish Harlem Mona Lisa. You're my reason, all reason. A step in my groove, yeah. Well, it's just like the ocean under the moon. Oh, it's the same as the emotion that I get from you. You got the kind of loving that would be so smooth and. Give me your heart, make it real, or else forget about it. Mm, oh, don't just forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. What's up? It's your old chuckle buddy. Yes, him. Jonathan James Ramtran, reporting live for duty. 
on this magnificent July 24th in the year of our Lord, 2021. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. It's a tough world out there, kiddo. Craziness, you know, mental delusions, mental patience, mental derelicts, you know. You don't know what to do in this changing landscape. That's why I, personally, pack in a fish whacker. Take a look at that. Look at this fish whacker. You know, good for whacking fishes, whacking bitches. You know, motherfuckers be stepping to you, acting crazy. I'm telling you, folks, you got to watch out for yourself, kiddo. You know? Some tough, weirdo, wacko times. Packing a fish whacker, you know? Whilst I'm not the first one to whack, I will whack back. You know what I mean? Sometimes when you get whacked, you got to whack back. Clap back at these motherfuckers. I had to do a little bit of renovation to it, you know, a little bit of duct tape. I pack a fish whacker in my backpack when I'm in my pack sack. Uh, when, you know, I'm taking the public transit, going to and fro, you know what I mean? A lot of crazies, you know? And I know in this time, you know, 2021, this <coughs> COVID-19 pandemic era, PC, you know, fluidity type of society that we're living in, mental patient, mental delusion, you know, mental retardation, not quite the PC, politically correct um, way in which to say things. So I'm going to try to be sensitive here, you know. There are some type of people, you know, that you bump into on the bus. For example, um, I was taking the TTC, the Toronto Transit Commission, just the other day. And there was this gentleman. I mean, he had all these like Hong Kong, China, like newspapers, newspapers. I don't know. He like saran wrapped them to his legs, you know, and not to make fun of the man it was pretty inventive, you know, pretty smart. I see where he was coming from. You know, he saran wrapped a couple, you know, I don't know quite what the language was, what country it was from. It looked um, Asian of some sort, but, um, you know, he he wrapped these newspapers around his thighs, his calves, his buttocks, you know, over top his head. And I see the point. What a inventive way to shield yourself from the wind, the rain, you know. And, you know, also, you know, uh, you know, evil empire. What's going on in them countries, you know? Freedom of speech is squashed. All sorts of governmental cover-ups and conspiracy. Who knows what's going on? So it's like, before I lambast and insult this poor character for his, you know, inventive yet kind of wacko attire, maybe he knows something I don't know. Is like the government, you know, sending, you know, subliminal beams through the airwaves into our minds, into our bodies? Do these newspaper act as some sort of shield against governmental intrusion? Oh, hell, I don't know. I'm just some Joe Schmo blow taking the bus. 
I paid $3.50 or $3.25 to take the bus just like that mental patient. I mean, um, uh, mental um, health survivor. Yes. And aside from the mental buggery that's been going on, there's a torrent, a tornado, a tempestuous inclination, incline, and other stupid dildo words. There's been like an uptick in like, you know, homelessness, homeless problems, especially for the aged. I mean, it's a tough world to live in just to turn a lousy buck, you know, you got to really bust your hump and people are finding themselves homeless during pandemic. And I think the aged are very much at risk as well, just trying to give themselves food and shelter. I saw this poor grandpa, poor grandpa, poor grandfather type of dude, grandpa, you know, he was taking a snooze. You know, he was stretched out, stretched out on the back of a bus just the other day. He was stretched out, taking a snooze. And I'm like, what's this guy doing? You know? And, you know, a part of me is like, oh, you stupid, dumb, old person. Like, sit your dumb ass up. Like, wake your old ass up, you know? I got to sit down. I'm on my way to work or whatever, you know? I don't want to stand for the entire bus trip because you want to lay down and take a snooze, right? Does that make any sense? He snoozes, I loses? That don't make no sense. But um, on the other hand, it's like, you know, what a sad state of affairs where, you know, you got this elderly person for whatever reason, sentenced to sleeping on a bus. And, uh, you know, if you dip back into the lexicon, dip back into the lexicon, the library of J.R. the P., I, too, have experienced homelessness at one point in my life. I understand the treachery of it. It's hard to get a good night's sleep. You know, it truly is when you be hitting that street, boy. You know, you be walking them streets, you know, drunk, high, whatever the fuck's going on in your life, and, you know, where do you sleep? It's an issue, you know? And don't let that sleeping grandpa totally fool you. That shirt he was wearing was a Giorgio Armani. It said Giorgio Armani. He was wearing an Armani shirt. Armani? Armani shirt. And, you know, he had, like, these uh, Under Armour sneakers he had like name brand clothing on and he just stretched out in the back of the bus taking a nap. It's like, Grandpa, get your shit together. Wake up. It's your stop. <laughs> anyway. Wackos and weirdos in society, folks. Get your fish whacker. If you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast, JR the P. This is a show where I bitch, wine, squawk, belly ache, and kibitz about myself in order to relate to y'all self. Y'all the dear listener, y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs forever. Fish whacker. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, my own website. Jonathan, pronounced Jonathan. Jonathan-Ramcharan.com 
And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, you're getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please help my black ass out. Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. You know it truly is. Yes. If you are a returning guest to JR the P, if you are a new guest to JR the P, if you know, if you don't know, if you may or may not know, I am an actor extraordinaire. Thespian to the bone, ladies and gentlemen, and damn proud of it. Yes. Um, wow. What a change the morning can bring. You know, we never know what's up with the weather, unless they're controlling it via satellite. But what a difference the morning brings. During this time of pandemic, 2020, 2021, you know, coronavirus, COVID-19. <coughs> I'm not going to school. <coughs> you know, during this time, we've been completely butt-fucked. And, um, you know, but what a change the morning can bring. <coughs> I've recently, as an actor, been seeing an uptick in some of my opportunities. People are getting back to work. I subscribe to an online actor's database. I post my profile, I pay the yearly fee, and it keeps me in the loop with various auditions. Some of them are quite worthy, you know, feature film, commercial, social media campaigns, things of that nature. Some of it's just complete dereliction and derelict depravity, douchebag, doorknob, dildo, dummery. You know what I mean? Just like some lousy, rotten, crummy college production, some stupid, hair-brained, cockamimi production. Some of it's just complete horse shit, horse feathers. Well, recently I've been getting some, I don't know, rather intriguing invites. So, I don't know, take a peep at this. Got a, got a message the other day. Hey, Jonathan. I hope you're doing well. Any chance you are free for a job tomorrow in Oakville? I'm shooting a commercial, but only have our talent for a limited time. So I need a stand-in for lighting and some insert shots of hands. Cheers, so-and-so. Yeah, some dude, I never heard of this guy, very nice fella, reached out to me. They're looking for a stand-in and someone for insert shots of hands. Hand modeling. Quite the compliment. Somebody thought my hands were kind of nice or something, you know? And uh, it was a nice opportunity. Unfortunately, um, I wasn't able to make that. Uh, I had to pass on that opportunity, but, you know, it's always nice to get a opportunity. You know what I mean? That was one interesting one, as of recent. Um... Another one, uh, this one was quite fetching. Check this one out. Peep this. Hi there! Exclamation point. My name is so-and-so, and I am the director of production at Dudley Dudley Duh. We are auditioning for a new drama directed by Boobly Boobly Boo. 
We'll be shooting from August 23rd to August 29th from one from 4 p.m. to 11 p.m. at the Diddly Da Diddly Dum Diddly Dum Dee Doo Center. Please let me know if you're interested and available to participate. My name, my email is We will follow up with auditioning date and time. Thank you. Wow. A fairly established, an established production company reached out to me, inviting me to audition for a new drama that they were going to be in production for. I sent them an email back. Um, One moment. I hit them back with some facts, a flapjack, a little rap attack. Give me a moment here. I'm a fucking hack. Give me a second here. Sent. Oh, yes. I hit him back with these deets, these details. Hi, such and such. Thank you for the invite to audition for your production! Exclamation point. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I have scheduling commitments on another project. Unfortunately, I have scheduling commitments on another project that would conflict with your shoot dates. Thank you again for the opportunity, and hopefully we can keep in touch for the future. Best, Jonathan. Unfortunately, I have scheduling commitments on another project that would conflict with your shoot dates. That is what is known in the biz as foreshadowing. Things to come, coming attractions. I have scheduling conflicts. I am hot and heavy. I'm in Dutch on a project myself at the moment. Stay tuned for further details. A little foreshadowing, folks. A lot can change overnight. So there you have it. Jonathan Ramcharan, actor extraordinaire. Quick sip of water, water break balls. Don't mind me, balls. Ah, I'm a little wound up this morning. What's going on? Squawking and balking and belly aching like a duck or something. <sighs> I am also a stand up comedian extraordinaire. Yes. Been busting my hump, busting my sack, you know. And been doing that pen to pad time. That is very important as a stand-up comedian. And wow, yesterday I had a bit of a revelation. I'm like, damn, there's a lot of pain in the process. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears, you know? Everybody wants to jump up and do the biggest show, do the biggest gig, sell out arenas, you know? Make that money, get that paper, get paid. Cover of GQ Magazine, Rolling Stone, number one podcast on Apple Podcasts, $100 million podcast deal, this, that, and the other. Everybody wants that 
glitz and glam. But who in the hell wants to squat down with a pen and a pad, you know, busting their hump, you know, cracking their noggin open, writing jokes all the live long day, you know, it's painful. Pain. You know, the proof's in the pudding, folks. You know what I mean? Painful process. And what's changed in our lambs... <clears throat> what's changed in our lambskin? What's changed in our landscape due to <coughs> COVID-19? Um, the creation process for the comic, I mean, gigs, the traditional way of doing stand-up comedy, comic on stage, audience... It's on a very limited, changed basis. There's a lot of fear and concern mixed in with that. Things are getting back to normal, but I mean, it's not quite the same. It's a slow incline. And the immediate feedback you get from going on stage, trying a joke... If it works, if it lands, if it hits, you can kind of tweak it. You can kind of fix it. You get a little bit of insight into where the joke's at. Well, when you're squatting down, you know, by yourself, writing these jokes, you know, not a soul to bounce them off of. I mean, you don't know. It's a shot in the dark. It's like shadow boxing. You know what I mean? You're like fighting invisible impotence, fighting invisible imp- opponents. And your mind is just like... You know, everywhere, every which where. It's a lot of pain in the process, folks. Certainly is. But um, I've been having fun with it, and I've been putting in that time. And I'm interested to see where my labors will land me once um, we all get some footing and understanding for the meaning in these changing times. I mean, I'm like anyone, I do what I can, but there's still a lot of uncertainty. And I'm not caving into the fear of that. And I'm working with what is before me. And there's a lot of pain in that uncertainty. And, you know, that's what a lot of um, joke writing is. You're uncertain. And you want to test it out. And you want to craft it and mine it. Polish it up. Well, in these changing times, there's a lot of uncertainty. So I'm just working with what's before me. And I'm going forward with the best attitude I could possibly muster. That is if you like mustard. So there you have it, folks. John the Ramcharan, stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Yeah. As I alluded, COVID-19. Haven't squawked about that in a minute now. Something I've been noticing on the news cycle. Travel restrictions. COVID vaccination passports. So let me recap. In my personal opinion, your weekly, monthly, yearly, till these dumb motherfuckers see clearly, 
COVID-19 is a political weapon used to disrupt global economies and gain control for whatever nefarious reason. It's a bunch of mumbo-jumbo, hogwash, hoop it up your ass, horse feathers, baloney, phony baloney. Hey... There's something awfully squooey going on around here. Oh, that wascoey Wuhan wabbit. There's something awfully screwy going on around here. Awfully screwy. Again, no significant change in data. COVID-19. It affects the elderly. Overly overweight. Overly obese. Poor at health, pre-existing conditions. 80% of people who contract it can recover without any special treatment. Children are pretty much immune to it. There's like a 0.1 of a percent mortality rate. What the bumbleclut fuck is the big deal? Yes, there's been some tragic deaths. Deaths that some may argue are conflated. I mean, the flu takes out a certain amount of people every year anyway. That's just life. A lot of numbers are being fudged and conflated, allegedly, for COVID-19 funding. Somebody goes in dying of a heart attack, and they do an anal swab on him. Oh, wait a minute, he's got COVID-19. That's what he died from, not the massive coronary from, you know, being morbidly obese. And again, in my opinion, health is very much state of mind. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. There's a lot of truth in that simple wisdom. God bless you if you're a morbidly obese person. You can change. You can be healthy. You can take control of your health. This is not a death sentence for you. This is a wake-up call for you to change your life. God bless the elderly. You know, those old crockety, crotchety fucking cranks you know, grandpa, grandma, God bless their old ass. You know what I mean? When I get up there to that to that golden age, when I get up there, I'm going to look to have the resilience, the strength and fortitude and gumption that brought me that far to continue on and to face the challenges of my time. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm old and I want to inflict fear and pandemonium into all the people and to every young person out there. Don't go outdoors. It might kill me. Don't. Your partying, your beach ball, volleyball party is affecting my retirement. Do whatever the fuck you want, you know? Go out there and get your titties tweaked. Go out there and get your balls licked. Do whatever you want. I don't give a shit. I'm old. You know, just let me watch fucking... Bugs Bunny in peace, you know? I'm a lifelong Bugs Bunny fan, you know? I'll be fucking 80 years old kicking back watching that. What's up, Doc? You know? Suffering fuckatath. I 
thought I saw a putty tat. I did. I did see a putty tat. Oh, Tweety, it's Grandma. <laughs> I'm a chicken. I say now, I say now, I'm a chicken, boy. The space modulator. Marvin the Martian and the space modulator. I'm Yosemite Sam, the most rootinest, tootinest, shootinest villain in the whole Wild West. Oh, you filthy varmint. You know, I'll be fucking like 90 years old kicking back watching Looney Tunes. You know, I'm not going to be squawking and huffing and puffing about what the Generation Z, Generation A++++ or whatever the fuck it will be at that time. I don't care what they're going to be doing. What do I care? You know? Gonna have that gumption. So much respect to the old timers is what I'm saying. And, you know, this whole pandemic pandemonium is about control. The powers that be. They're never gonna let this thing go. And we as people, the government, we are the government. In a democracy, in Western democracy, it is allegedly elected representation. We elect people to represent the wishes of our society. And those people that we elect form our government. The government isn't this agency and body that sit up there on some fucking ivory tower and command with the omnipotence of their fucking wisdom. They're a bunch of dildos in a fucking pantsuit, you know? Bunch of fucking dummies in a fucking suit and tie and they're fucking loafers, you know, that every lunch hour pull their pants down to their fucking ankles in some mahogany wood bathroom stall to take a shit. Shitting out the $35 lunch that they bought at some ritzy titsy restaurant on our tax dollar. These dildo ignoramuses don't know a damn thing. Fuck them. Suck my fucking dick. You know what I mean? That's what the government is. A bunch of dildo nobodies that are hell-bent on control to the end of time. Masks indefinitely. One mask. No, make that two masks. Better yet, three masks. Four-ply, please. Fuck it. Why don't I just rip my face off and sew on a fucking cushion? It's redonkulous. The newest thing that um, they're holding over our heads with control. COVID vaccination passports. Certificates. Certificates and passports to guarantee, I don't know, um, exclaim that you've been vaccinated despite all the fucking media um, coverage of, you know, teenagers getting vaccinated or having heart palpitations. AstraZeneca vaccination. People are getting blood clots. All these problems are arising. A few people have died from vaccinations. Now they're saying it's safe to mix vaccinations. How do we know any of this? If you date back to the beginning of the pandemic, they said that a vaccination was 20 to 24 months away. 
They banged one out in like nine, ten months. There's all this junk science and um, hypotheses, hypotheses floating around out there that don't mean a dildo damn thing. Check this out. This is an article from uh, article from cbc.ca. Vaccine passports ignite debate over privacy versus public health. As more Canadians are immunized, what happens to those who aren't? This article is specifically about Canadians, but I mean, this is a global issue because if you want to travel, you know, if you want to live a normal life moving into post-pandemic, this affects us all, right? As a steadily rising number of fully vaccinated Canadians emerge from hiding to test the gradual return to pre-pandemic normalcy, does this dickhead just say that I'm emerging from hiring or hiding? I'm emerging from hiding. That's what the media thinks of us, which is a bunch of gophers hiding down in our little holes, waiting for their wisdom, waiting for their go-ahead. Give us the green light. As if they fucking know anything. I was walking around with no mask on this entire time. Suck my dick. Hiding? Are you kidding me? I was working. I was scheming on how to fucking further my acting comedy uh, goals. I was out there walking around, looking at things, you know, living a normal life as best I could, despite this craziness. All right? About uh, probably three, four, five months into the pandemic, I'm like, you know what? I'm not even bothering with hand sanitizer anymore. Fuck it. I wash my hands when I wash my hands, and aside from that, suck it. But then again, I mean, you're free to do whatever you like. That's my point. This is an individual. um, This is the freedom of a democracy. You have your own individual choice to make. I mean, I think I made it pretty clear my position. And I respect yours. 100%. Isn't that how a logical reasoning society should function? Respect for others? Don't impose upon others? Striking the proper balance between public health and personal freedom and figuring out whether one must be relinquished to protect the other, will become increasingly key as the country reopens. For a growing number of jurisdictions and institutions, the solution is a vaccine passport. A document, a document the bearer can show as proof of immunization against the coronavirus in order to be granted certain freedoms. Even though, according to our health officials, Vaccination does not guarantee does not guarantee immunity. You're not guaranteed immunity just because you've been vaccinated. So what the fucking dildo fuck do these passport certifications guarantee? Your compliance. That's what they guarantee. Your compliance. They guarantee it. Yeah, I'm a fucking sheep. <laughs> 
I'll do whatever the government says, even though we are the government. Right? On the flip side, those who can't produce such evidence because they couldn't or wouldn't get vaccinated could be denied access to businesses, flights, university dorms, to name just a few potential inconveniences. And it's a pretty lengthy, um, pretty lengthy article. It kind of just reiterates that point. Vaccine passports are on the table for um, Canadian citizens traveling abroad. A question of fairness. Um, No, I really don't want to read all of this. It's kind of just blah, blah, blah. Okay, here's a snip that might be useful. A question of privacy. In May, Canada's federal, provincial, and territorial privacy commissioners issued a joint statement warning that while vaccine passports may offer substantial public benefit, it is an encroachment on encroachment, encroachment, encroachment on civil liberties that should be taken only after careful consideration. Hallelujah. According to Ontario's former privacy commissioner, uh, Canadians shouldn't be expected to surrender their personal privacy for the sake of public health. The sake of public health where that sacrifice isn't even proven. Again, you're not guaranteed immunity just because you're vaccinated. And there's a lot of junk science and unanswered questions surrounding COVID-19 in general. Who, what, where, when, and why? And what the fuck is COVID-19? Did it originate from a bat? Did it originate from a pantalonian? You know the little armadillo-looking dildos like a pantalonian? The little armadillo-looking dildos? The little pantalonian cute as a button? Did it come from a pantalonian? Did it come from a bat? Did it come from a wet market in Wuhan? Did it come from a laboratory in Wuhan? Who, what, where, when, and why? And what the fuck is COVID-19? What does any of this shit guarantee? Nothing. <laughs> um, uh, they're concerned that this passport can encroach upon people's private health data uh, under a vaccine passport system and um, totally dumb, diddly do. In many countries, immunization cards have long been commonplace for access to certain health services, but they're only now being required to travel between countries or enter restaurants, for example. Isn't that a crazy um, juxtaposition? Is that what it means? Side by side? Juxtaposition? Two things looking crazy side by side? Something like that, right? You know, you need a fucking passport to travel abroad or enter a restaurant? I'm going to Taco Bell. Not without your passport. You know? But I'm not actually going to Mexico. I'm going to Taco Bell. Passport! No, see, I understand. But I'm not going to Mexico. I'm going to Taco Bell. I want your fucking passport anyways. (laughs) Uh, 
Dudley Dumb, Diddly Do. At least one, okay, and Diddly Dumb. A question of freedom. Diddly da. Yeah, it's in a question of freedom. Um, yeah, it's a question of freedom, which is obvious, and yet they have to babble on here in this article as if, oh, it's such a thing to discuss in Diddly Dum. Well, you know, it's a question of freedom. Um, anybody can understand that. You're encroaching upon people's civil liberties. So... You know, that's my edited version of this article. It's kind of a basic piece, informative enough, but also very basic. CBC.ca, as I mentioned, title of the article is um, Vaccine Passports Ignite Debate Over Privacy Versus Public Health. I did a little bit of an edit because it's like, uh, all they're really doing in the article is... um, bringing up that potential idea and then they fluff on and on and on and on and I think that's really how they get people to um, turn a blind eye from governmental procedures that's all it is filibustering filler Horse feathers. Blah, 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 blah. This document, section C5 of this document states that under heading 5.2, bureaucracy, filibustering, blah, blah, blah. People go, okay, whatever. Just whatever the fuck. Just give me the fucking vaccine passport. They wear you down with their fucking nonsense to control you. Complete fluff piece. They might as well have just said, hey, vaccine passports, what do you think? But no, they drone on for fucking pages and pages. In order to control you and wear you down with their fucking BS. And yes, I am kind of (laughs) lazy. Didn't feel like reading it. I just, I read it once and I'm like, I don't feel like reading it twice. There wasn't any real information in it. We have to be aware of these things. Just because somebody pisses on your head doesn't mean it's raining. Just because there are variants and variants and variants upon variants doesn't mean that your life is at risk. We're we're coming around the corner of two years of this nonsense. Been like a year and a half, year and a bit. No foreseeable end to it. Yet we're supposed to live as if there's this heightened sense of threat. Hogwash. Hit me up. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com What are your thoughts? What are your opinions on this? Um... Sometimes I don't even know how annoyed I am by this whole situation until I do the podcast because I just try to go out, live my life, respect others, be peaceable, unimposing. You know, I'm not out there harping, get a vaccine, don't get a vaccine, do this, do that. 
you know, I have my personal strategy for my health. I take care of my own business. I mind my own business. What are your thoughts? jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Quick sip of water. Water break, boss. Don't mind me, boss. Ooh. Um, what else here? Moving forward, um, I've recently started a new job. And, you know, that's a blessing in these times of pandemic. A lot of uncertainty. And um, I'm like anyone, doing what I need to do. And aside from sustaining myself, I started this new job to further my new production company, Noi Productions. Yeah. And... um, I'm, you know, moving forward in the vein of I want to do documentary, feature film, various new and exciting projects in the world of podcasting. And Noi Productions is a way for me to get a little bit more cemented in that space. So, you know, in order to facilitate that uh, workload and responsibility... I'm a working stiff. Takes money to make money. So I'm out there on the grind, like any independent business owner. And uh, I'm very thankful for the hustle. Noi Productions. So I've started this new job in order to, you know, sustain that, sustain my basic upkeep. It's at a factory. They produce um, office furniture, um, Building supplies, door frames, window frames, things of that nature. And um, it's been a great opportunity. You know, so far, so good. Careful what you wish for, though. You know, as I've been speaking about these things in previous episodes, just the basic climate in the workplace, the sense of control that the average person has, you know, Isn't it astounding the vested interest people around you seem to have in what you do? They have a vested interest in what you do. Don't take my word for it. I want you to think about your life. Think about your life in relation to what I'm saying. How many times are you out there and about minding your own business? Somebody at the grocery store, hey, sir, no, come over here. I want you to, no, 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 move over here for a second. It's like, Aren't, aren't you just some random stranger commanding my attention and time? And why are you talking to me? Or if you're at work, a coworker pops up on you. Hey, no, I want you to do this. Over here, do this. Do that. Da, da, da. You don't sign my paycheck. You're talking at me very anxiously. And you're commanding my time and attention. And you're instructing me to do things. Yet you are not my supervisor or my boss. What world do you live in that it makes sense for you to do that and in return I should hop to it? What is going through your head? 
You're delusional. You're a mental patient. How many times you be in traffic? <laughs> Some car flying by. No signal on. Or if you're a pedestrian, they don't yield. You know, you have to guess whether they're going to stop for you at a crosswalk. You know? Isn't it crazy? The overall control and imposition random people are willing to just insert upon a person. This ain't nothing personal. I'm not saying that, oh, Jonathan James Ramtran, when he goes out in public, everybody's out to get him. I'm just saying we live in a world of cynicism motivated by self-interest. Nobody really cares. And as far as anyone's concerned, you're basically a pawn in their game. It's their world. You're just living in it. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. You know what I mean? I mean, private interest serves the general public. You know what I mean? To quote, to quote the economist Walter E. Williams, you know, why do farmers in the Midwest get up every morning, you know, they're milking chickens, they're plucking cows, and, you know, they're, you know, I don't know, giving pigs belly rubs, whatever they do on a farm. You know, why do they do that first thing in the morning? Because they have an altruistic outlook for their fellow man? Because they truly care about society and want the nation to be well fed? No. It's because they can make that money selling their goods, agriculture, selling their, um, you know, um, lima beans and chickens and whatever the fuck, right? So, in doing that, in Serving their own self-interest, they meet the needs of society. So, self-interest isn't a terrible thing. It's just basic human nature. Though it is a tough line. Because, you know, everywhere you look, someone's out to corrupt you, test your patience. It's a cynical world. (laughs) But anyway, I digress. This new job is actually quite a blessing. As I say, careful what you wish for. I squawk and bitch and moan about how fucking treacherous and villainous people generally seem to be. This new job, it's like a complete 180. Hi there. New person, nice to meet you. You're going to love working here. What can we do for you? Do you want a snack? You want a cup of coffee? They're like in love with me over there. It's like, hey, easy, 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 easy. I just got out of a hard relationship, you know. I've been working on a lot of shit jobs. I just got out of a hard relationship. I don't want to move too fast. But then again, I don't want to move too slow. I just want to take things day by day. But we love you. Come over here. Have a cup of coffee. How you doing, buddy? Good morning. Careful what you wish for, right? So far, so good. I got this new supervisor. He's... People seem to like him. He's okay. He's a brother. You know? Nice enough guy. Something funny about the brothers, though. 
when they get into a supervert supervisor position, you know, you know, they, they all seem to have like every black dude I've ever known that like be, was a supervisor. They always have a certain there's kind of like, you know, chuckly, giggly, sarcastic, you know, smug. And don't get me wrong, I mean, it's quite an accomplishment that he's in this supervisor position. This ain't some Mickey Mouse operation. There's a lot to be accountable for, you know, at this factory. A lot of, um, it's a high quality, like I mentioned, it's a high quality facility, high quality product. You know, it's, it's a accomplishment. He's got a lot to look after, and I'm sure he makes a good wage, and, um, it's an accomplishment. But something about them brothers when they get into that supervisor position, they're all kind of yuckly, chuckly, huckly, huckly, smug and sarcastic. This dude, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I want to keep it on ice. You know what I mean? I just, uh, hi, good morning. Good to see you. See you later. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I've just had too many experiences with that type of vibe. You know? Here's what it is, too. Also, I'm a comedian. So there ain't nothing more annoying when somebody makes you laugh because you're on the payroll. It's like, he's a smug and joking and making jokes and being smug and sarcastic and saying this and saying that. and You know, just turning up, putting on the fucking gift of gab. And it's like, you do know you are a supervisor, right? I mean, these people pretty much have to laugh at what you're saying. You know, he's just talking up a fucking blue streak and people are like, oh, 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 like laughing. I'm like, we're paid to laugh. Don't you realize that? I just don't like it when a supervisor, you know, it's like, it's his world. It's his world, and in his world, we're the subordinates who find everything he says funny, interesting, and accurate. When it's like, actually, no, I don't, I resent every word you say. (laughs) Why are you talking to me? (laughs) But anyways, man, that's my own baggage. Gotta chill out. Quit being such a hater. Get a little bit more down to earth, you know? That's just me. But but I'm telling you, man, sometimes I feel like I joined a cult. Like I said, it's like a unionized place. Everybody's warm, welcoming, and happy. And it's like, good morning. How are you doing? How are you doing? It's a little off-putting because I'm used to getting screamed at. You fucking shit brick. You good for nothing. Why isn't this done? Why isn't that done? You know, I'm kind of like a little bit of PSD. TD or PTSD from just getting screeched at by like horrible employers. This place, you know, they just walk up to you in the middle of a shift. Hey, how you doing? Good morning. How's everything going? Good. Things are going good. Oh, well, it's good to see you. Keep it up. We hear great things about you. Want a cup of coffee? No. Okay, then. Well, just say the word. You know, we got a fresh pot brewing. So whenever you want a cup of coffee, just go and get one, okay? Good luck. 
did I did I do something wrong? No, it's just a marvelous day. Go out there and get it. I believe in God, you know, and I'm a Christian, and I don't want any problems here. I mean, if I did something wrong, just tell me. We love you. These people are fucking mental. It's like I've joined a cult. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're like, yeah, you can get full time. And once you get full time, there's raises at this level, at this level. You get a raise after this month and raise after that. And then you can move on to here and do that. You can set your whole life up. They're even into like my marital status. They're like, so what? What's going on? Are you single? I'm like, yeah, you know, I've been crushing some pussy for a few years now. I've been taking a break. Just focusing on my, you know, life in general. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm single. Well, hey, guess what? Um, there's this girl. You know this girl who, you know the girl who runs the forklift? She's looking for a boyfriend. Uh, okay, first of all, um, I don't want some girl who runs a forklift. <laughs> Isn't that the worst, like, opening line to, like... I got this great girl that I want you to meet. She's a forklift driver. <laughs> you know, some fucking cute and cuddly fucking heifer in overalls. No, thank you. They're trying to marry me off. I've only worked there fucking two weeks. They're trying to marry me off to, you know, they're trying to set me up in an arranged marriage with a forklift driver. You know? <laughs> Into my marital status. It's like a cult. I was in the break room the other day. Jonathan, guess what? There's muffins in the break room. Johnny brought lunch. Now, Johnny, he's a nice guy. He's like a this Filipino guy. Good morning, Jonathan. How are you? My name's John. My name's Johnny. Good morning, Jonathan. How are you doing, buddy? I brought muffins. So Johnny brought muffins, right? Everybody was talking about it. Make sure to get to the break room at lunchtime. Johnny brought muffins. Johnny comes up to me. Hello there, Jonathan. My name's Johnny. I brought muffins. You like muffins? I'm like, yeah, I like muffins. Well, make sure to go to the break room at lunch t- at break time. There's muffins. I brought muffins. I brought muffins for everyone. So I go into the break room. There's an array, quite the spread of muffins. And I'm talking top-notch, like the expensive, like sometimes I shop for muffins too, like at my local grocery store. These are the top-notch, most expensive, biggest muffins, beautiful muffins, right? Not only that, he put them in the uh, food warmer. They were like, piping hot straight out of the oven. This was a fantastic spread. I'm talking raisin bran, carrot, chocolate chip, blueberry, pumpernickel. There were even croissants. It was quite the spread of muffins. And they were fresh, piping hot, (laughs) piping hot out of the food warmer, right? I take a muffin. (laughs) 
Like everyone, I indulged in a muffin. But then I started noticing Johnny, he's going around to everybody. Did you get enough muffins? Did you have enough muffins? Have another muffin. Here, eat, eat, eat. Have another muffin. He's going around asking everybody if they wanted another muffin. Now, I already ate a muffin. All right? I ain't trying to get no muffin top. All right? I enjoyed my muffin. I've been stuffed with my muff. I'm done. Comes up to me. John? John? Jonathan, you want another muffin? Have another muffin. I was like, Johnny, I had a muffin. You know, I, ma- I made sure to keep my evidence, right? Because I saw that he was like checking in with everybody about the muffins. So I figured, okay, well, if I leave my muffin, you know, like little muffin condom or little muffin wrapper, they come in that little, you know, the little condom that goes under the stump, the muffin stump, the little wrapper, prophylactic, you know, a little muffin wrapper. I kept the muffin wrapper and a couple crumbs just for evidence in case Johnny came poking around because I saw him, right? He was like asking everybody if they had a muffin. So he comes up to me, Jonathan, do you want another muffin? Have have a muffin. I was like, I had a muffin, Johnny. Thank you very much. Have another muffin. Have another muffin. I'm like, Johnny, Johnny, I had a muffin. I had a muffin. But have another muffin. Have another muffin. How many muffins am I supposed to eat? How many fucking muffins am I supposed to sock back on a 15-minute coffee break? You know? These muffins were the size of a fucking softball. Size of your fucking fist. Right? I already socked back one muffin. I had a brand muffin. You know, if I be knocking back these fucking muffins all break, I'll be shitting myself for the duration of my shift. You know, eating brand muffins, shitting myself silly. I mean, how many muffins am I expected to eat in one coffee break? Have another muffin. Have another muffin. I'm like, Johnny, I had a muffin. And he starts looking at me, right? I think I like hurt his feelings or something because I, I, I declined the muffin. You know, if you didn't want a muffin, I mean, you know, I brought muffins. And if you don't like muffins, no big deal. I'm just saying I brought muffins. I'm like, Johnny, I, I know you brought muffins and I appreciate the jester. And I had a muffin and... Uh, Thank you for the muffin. Well, then you know, it's just that I brought all these muffins, and if you if you want a muffin, you can have a muffin. But I had a muffin. I had a muffin. I want out of this muffin cult. I want my mommy. I want out of this muffin cult. These fucking people are crazy. <laughs> They're fucking force-feeding me muffins, trying to marry me off to some fucking forklift heifer. You know, some bitch in overalls who drives a forklift. I want out of this cult. All I wanted to do was start a production company. All I wanted to do. Make a couple lousy bucks, pay my rent. You know, make a couple of films. You know. Now they got me fucking stuck in this muffin cult. Have another muffin. (laughs) Careful what you wish for, folks. But, um... You know, could be a lot worse. (laughs) And, um, you know, that's life, you know. Sometimes you got to eat a couple muffins. Sometimes you got to, you know, rise to the challenges of your time. And moving forward, I'm just going to have a great attitude. Um, Keep on smiling. Keeping on with my business. 
Noi Productions. And um, I extend that out there to all of my dear listeners, my dear audience. Go out there and get it, you know? It's challenging, and it's funny the things that you encounter and the... um, the grace that is given to you in that search, in that search for your love for your fellow man, do unto others as you will do unto yourself, and that search for personal accountability and meaning. And God has given me that. You know, I just wanted, I just started out wanting to be an actor. In a comic, I thought it might be pretty cool to make some money and maybe get a little notoriety, maybe a little fame. Never was really my driving force, the money or the fame. I just loved the work. I loved the the craft of performing. And through it all, it's taught me how to be a man. Well, at least my version of manhood. You know what I mean? And, you know, God has been good. I got no complaints. <laughs> this is an authentic smile. I'm not drugged up from the muffin onslaught, the muffin overdose. This is an authentic smile, folks. And... um I extend that out there to my dear audience. Hallelujah. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James... Jonathan James Ramtron. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent July... uh, 24th. In the year of our Lord. 2021. COVID passports. COVID vaccination certificates. What's your feeling on this? Taking care of business every day. Doing what you gotta do in this changing landscape. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, my own website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. And again, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, folks, Help my black ass out. Share me with a friend. Till next time. You live it. You love it. You realize it. A'ight? Peace.